And I'm proud of that from a human being standpoint because most of us work for 84,400 hours in our life not being the best version of ourselves. Uh, And I am just bent on not being that guy or gal. Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and I'm here to inspire your true performance from the framework established by Zig Ziggler, one of the top motivators and personal development leaders our world has ever seen, who believed we could all be more, do more, and have more. How? By improving ourselves, beginning with how we think about ourselves. Let's break down some personal development. In show 639, we talked with Dr. James Kelly, author of The Crucible's Gift, about how our personal crucibles can and should be what empower us and strengthen us, and how this holds true for nearly all the great leaders and influencers and achievers of our time. Well, this, however, is our habits show, and here we walk with Dr. Kelly through the seven spokes of the Ziegler Wheel of Life. Uh, Dr. Kelly also agreed to give Ziegler listeners, by the way, the first chapter of his book, The Crucible's Gift, for free. You can get it and connect with him at drjameskelly.com slash Ziegler show. And that's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. So, hey, we're going to start in with Dr. Kelly and his habits right after I share some great resources with you. Okay, here then we walk through Dr. James Kelly's personal habits for success. Okay, James, well, now we get our behind the scenes look at you and uh, the things that you're doing on a daily or consistent basis to keep you as well as you can be so you can do the awesome work that you do uh, professionally and personally with that family of yours across the country, across the world, uh, I should say. All right. Number one is this, the spoke of physical. And I always add in there physical and, uh, and the nutrition side of your life. What are you doing to keep yourself well there? So uh, I married a wife who's a triathlon coach. So oh, I feel like geez. I have no choice. Wow. So, okay. uh, I'm up most mornings between five and five thirty working out whether it's running, cycling, or I'll swim in the afternoon. Uh, and then from a, from a nutrition standpoint, about you know, March last year, I, I pretty much switched to just pretty much 75, 80% vegetable only diet for mm-hmm. myself. Um, just, you know, my, my body metabolizes different than my wife's. So I couldn't eat how she eats and she's pretty refined. So anyhow, so that's pretty much what I do is the two biggest things is I work out every single day because I have to almost um, <laughs> okay. um, force necessity. But, you know, I was thinking about this question, actually, more importantly, I do it because I want my children to see it's part of who we are as a family. Hmm. And that's the biggest thing. I think in the long term, that's the most important thing is that sports part of who we are. Activities is part of who we are. And um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of the big thing. And that's, that is a huge one. Nutritionally, I am curious though, you live in Dubai. How does that change? Has that, uh, does it have an influence on how you guys eat? No, I mean, it's all the same. I mean, you don't buy meat from like India and Pakistan. You stay away from that. Um, but if you buy meat, you buy meat from, uh, they they tell you where it's from, which I find kind of interesting. So there'll be a, 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 you know, a meat fridge and they'll say Pakistani meat, Indian meat, uh, South African meat, which is, you know, in America, you don't think about that, Uh but here you're giving like a buffet of meat choices. And so you stay away from certain countries because the laws and regulations aren't as stringent yeah. um, as, as others. And so you eat particular meats. Other than that, 
everything is exactly the same. Fruits and vegetables could be a little bit fresher, but uh, they're tasty and they go down the same. Got it. Got it. All right. Next one is family, which, uh, yeah, I'm interested there. You've got a family of six, four kids. What are the age range of the, of the kids? Uh, 10, eight, five and three while living in Dubai. And, uh, yes. interesting. So what are the things you do as a family consistently to keep you guys well and relationally healthy? I think a couple of things that we try to do, um, and they come in two different buckets. One is we try to spend one day a week as a family doing family stuff, like whatever that is, whether it's the trampoline park whether it's a hike, whether it's cycling, we try to do something as a family together. You know, life is so distracting. Um, my kids are all running 100 miles an hour with school activities, and, you know, I work. So by the time I get home and they take showers and bed, so during the week it's really difficult. But on the weekends, we try to find time together. Uh, I'm, I'm, I struggle with it a little bit, you know, because I grew up, as, as we talked about in the previous show, uh, the youngest by five years. So I was kind of by myself a lot. So the whole family thing is a bit unique for me where my wife is one of five mm. and they are all very close. So for her, it's the norm. So for me, it's a growth opportunity all the time, but that's the biggest thing I do. And then the other bucket uh, as a family is that I, I subscribe to particular philosophies of on, uh, honest and open conversations mm-hmm. and accountability. And so we constantly are working with our kids. Some kids need it. My, some of my children need it more than others uh, around the concept of personal accountability. And that goes for us. So when we make a mistake, we go apologize to the kids. I did it today with my son where I was a bit short with him. And I went to him at about 45 minutes later. I said, you know what? I was, I was really stressed mm-hmm. and I treated you wrong and I'm really sorry. So I think that also builds in our community and our communication as a family as well. Man, I appreciate that. I've, I've come to realize I cannot be the perfect father, but I can at least fess up to the fact, uh, to my, you can be human. I can be human. I love that opportunity. That saving grace is what I would say. Um, third one here is mental, just the mental spoke of what you're doing to keep yourself mentally on top, keep that mental edge and to be well there. Yeah, that's, that is huge for me. I, I have to consume knowledge. Um, and so one of the things I try to do it, I'm not, I can't do it. And I can't, I'm making an excuse here. Hmm. I'm working on booking out time consistently, um, and not letting things crowded out. I try to find between one and two hours a week to read something about my space, my area, Hmm. um, to constantly grow. The other thing that I like to do a lot of is listen to books on tape. So on digital this book on tape doesn't really work anymore, <laughs> but I, I, mean, got, I, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and so those are my two mental and, and I try to when when I really am stressed, this only happens when I'm really stressed is I try to do mindfulness activities. I try to decouple the situation and let my mind, uh, explore it without, without stimulus going on around me. Got it. Financial is the next book. What are the things you guys do? to keep you financially on track. Yeah, this is the one we struggle. This is the one we're failing miserably at. I mean, ah. if I'm being totally transparent, this is the one where, um, uh, the hope if, if I, if the book resonates, um, will help transition us, you know, being in higher ed is lovely in a lot of ways, tons of flexibility. Um, uh, but if you're not at Harvard and Penn, it's tough to make the extra money. Yeah. And so, you know, with my wife being a triathlon coach, 
it's difficult to earn a lot of extra cash. And so having four kids um, is not a cheap endeavor, uh, as you know, from a man who has nine kids. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so this is the one area we definitely struggle in. We're aware of it. Um, we are trying to do consistent steps. We don't have a bunch of debt. You know, we have a credit card, but it's not a huge amount. Uh, we have a car, but it's not a huge amount. We don't have to pay for our, our housing expense in the Middle East. So, you know, my biggest debt is my student loans, which is 160,000 US dollars right now. And that's mm. the one that's probably the biggest, um, yeah, impact, yeah. if you can say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for being open on that one. Um, fifth one is spiritual. What are the, the spiritual habits you guys have in place? Uh, so my wife grew up very Catholic. So she is a she is a, an eight out of ten on Catholic. I grew up, as we talked about, minus Catholicism, a lot of the guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so so for me, spirit spirituality is something that, um, from a traditional sense, I I I probably am not great at. But as a family, we we do prayers every night at dinner and every night at bed, um, and we focus on not asking for things, but for being grateful for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really important thing from a spiritual perspective that we're not asking for something, but we're grateful for something. Um, and so that's probably the biggest thing we do spiritually. Ah, beautiful. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Career is the next one and uh, keeping that on track. And I know you talked about being higher ed. You've done other things, of course. So you've had some varied experiences and now a book that's going to open up opportunities. So what do you do to keep the career path uh, on the direction you feel it should go? Uh, I just stay laser focused. Mm. I just stay absolutely focused on where I want to go and the steps that I need to do. I need to do, I need to be better at asking for help for sure. It's one of my weaknesses. I'm a super independent, stubborn Irish guy. So help isn't what I'm good at asking for, but, but I stay laser focused and I have steps in my mind and, and I'm, I'm learning to be okay. If I don't get to those milestones on time, as long as I'm moving towards them, um, over, over, a, a, I'm looking at it from the distance, the marathon perspective, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, personal is the last one. And that's the things that you do, just fun hobbies, play the things that you mm-hmm that you do to, to make you a joyful James Kelly? <laughs> you know, one of my most fun things I really do is that I, I love, uh, and, and uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I, but I put my podcast on hold for a bit while I had all these other projects going on. And, um, but I love those conversations, these conversations. These give me joy because it's, it's humanity. Mm. It's real. I don't do well with fluff conversations. Um, I do really poorly with them and I check out pretty quick, but I love real conversations that have meaning behind them and intent. And I love being silly. I love being sarcastic. Um, I love uh, working out, which is part of the physical. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have to find ways to decouple my life from the day-to-day grind. Um, and, I, and one of the things I really try to pride myself on from a personal perspective is that I'm super, not to sound uh, cheesy because it comes from the book, but I'm super authentic. So if I'm having a bad day, I own it. If I'm having a good day, I own it. Um, but I own either one of them. And I'm proud of that from a human being standpoint because most of us work for 84,400 hours in our life not being the best version of ourselves. 
uh, and I am just bent on not being that guy or gal. Yes. Uh, well, and I get so much of that out of your book, being your authentic self, being the best version. And uh, of course, that's why you're here today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for giving us a little behind the scenes look at what's going on. Uh, it's just a <laughs> gift. It's been a gift to hang with you. Thanks so much, James. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Well, there you go, folks. The habits of Dr. James Kelly. Remember, Dr. Kelly agreed to give Ziegler listeners the first chapter in his book, The Crucible's Gift, for free. You can get it and connect with him at drjameskellykelly.com slash Ziegler Show. Well, coming up in, the, in show 642, we hear a message from Zig Ziglar about our ability to choose, to choose how we'll make our day, our life better or worse we can't control everything of course but we can control what is most important ourselves our actions responses perspective it's just powerful medicine folks well from the message and with the new year in mind i ask listeners this question what is a new decision that will make your life better that you are or considering making for the new year we got a near record number of responses and tom ziggler joined me We talked through a number of them. So, so inspiring to hear people committing to new and better things for their lives. Well, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 